morning. Um, before I pray, I just want to express my gratitude and thankfulness uh, for the warm hospitality I have received since arriving here in Chiang Mai. And especially to Canon Yi for bringing me here. Canon Yi was our Mission Day speaker at Trinity two and a half years ago. And it was out of his visit and that of the Reverend Timothy Chong, Dean of Indonesia. That we began a wonderful relationship between our theological college and also the Diocese of Singapore. This is only the second time that I have been to Thailand. I've been to Indonesia and Singapore four times in the last two and one and a half years. But I'm glad to be here. Especially because the first time I was here was 10 years ago. And all I saw was a little bit of Bangkok and then I was in a week of meetings in Pattaya. So this is giving me a little more opportunity to see more of the country. But let's pray. Lord Jesus, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our wills and make them one with your will. And take our hearts and set them on fire with love for your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I don't know whether you have noticed or not. But in the Gospel of John, Jesus has several encounters with several individuals. And each of these individuals has the same need, but they are experiencing different circumstances. In John chapter 1, we meet Nathaniel. And we see that he is actually a very pious, a very religious Jewish man. And probably a little less educated than others. But in spite of his faith in God, he was missing one thing. And that was to know Jesus as Messiah, as Lord, as Savior. And Jesus, he identifies Jesus as the Son of the Living God. After meeting him. And the second person that we meet is a man named Nicodemus. 
คนที่สองนะครับที่ได้พบพระเยซูคริสต์คือนิโคดีมัส in chapter three ในยอห์นบทที่สาม and Nicodemus is an entirely different kind of person นิโคดีมัสก็เป็นคนอีกประเภทหนึ่ง he is a Pharisee เป็นฟาริสี the Pharisees were a group of Jewish people who strictly followed the laws of the Old Testament ฟาริสีเป็นอาจารย์กลุ่มหนึ่งนะครับที่รักษาบทบัญญัติของพระเจ้าอย่างใกล้ชิดอย่างละเอียด and he also was a member of the Jewish Council of the Sanhedrin. And he came from a group of people that believed if we followed all the laws of the Old Testament, then we will be made right with God. But he has heard about Jesus. He has seen the miracles that Jesus has performed. And so Nicodemus secretly travels to meet with Jesus. And Jesus tells him that he is missing one thing in his life. And that is that he needs to be born again. A spiritual rebirth. And he has that spiritual rebirth by meeting Jesus. And we know that Nicodemus became a follower of Jesus because this very week that we are remembering. Nicodemus and another member of the council, Joseph of Arimathea, try to prevent Jesus from being crucified. Nicodemus not knowing how important that crucifixion actually is. But after Jesus dies on the cross, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea help with his burial. แล้วหลังจากพระเยซูคิดถูกตรึงบุญไม้กางเขนสิ้นประชนนะครับนิคดิมัสกับโจเซฟเอลิมาเทียสองคนนี้ก็เป็นคนที่ไปรับศพของพระเยซูคิดมาทำศพ The next person we meet is the woman at the well in Samaria. And we'll come back to her in just a minute. In chapter 5, we meet a man who has been paralyzed since birth. And he has two needs. One, his first need is to be healed physically. But even more deeply, he needs to know Jesus. So he meets Jesus, and Jesus heals him. And heals that physical difficulty that he has. But at the same time, he provides spiritual healing and spiritual wholeness to the man as well. Because the man understands who Jesus is. And then we have a woman caught in adultery, and we have another man who is born blind. And then finally, we have a man who is dead. And Jesus raises him from the dead. This man Lazarus. 
And so we have different people we find in the Gospel of John. All with different situations, different circumstances. And yet they have one single need, and that is to know Jesus. They do not know that need in the beginning. But after they meet Jesus, then they know that that deeper need has been met. And it is no different with the woman at the well in Samaria. Now it is interesting, we read in John chapter 4, verse 4, yeah. that Jesus had to pass through Samaria. That's an interesting way of phrasing that verse. Because we know that Jesus has been in the south in Jerusalem. And where he wants to go is up to the north, to Galilee. But there was a problem for the Jews who wanted to travel between those two regions. Because this region of Samaria was right in the middle. And we hear later in the chapter, the woman at the well says, for, or John explains that Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And the usual practice was then for Jews to avoid having to meet or interact with the Samaritans. Is they would travel from Jerusalem and go east and then outside of Judea in the south bypass Samaria and then come back into Galilee in the north. The other option they would do would be to take a boat on the Mediterranean Sea and then come into Galilee that way. But they didn't do that very often because Jews did not like the water. They were afraid of it. And so we find here Jesus had to pass through Samaria. Now we need to ask ourselves the question, why did he have to pass through? Was it because he was in a hurry and he needed to get to Galilee so he was taking the shortest route? Or was it because he had to pass through Gal Samaria because he had some work he had to do? Well, we're really not quite sure, but we do see that there are good results of what Jesus did. Well, 
Although I would say that he had to pass through Samaria because of what he did there. Full obedience to the will of his father. So he and the disciples come up to this little town called Sychar. And it is 12 o'clock noon. It is the very middle of the day. And we know the sun is at the highest point. And he is very hot and he is very tired. And he sends the disciples into the village to have some food. To get some food. But he stays at the well and we see that he is tired from his journey. But who should come along at this hour but a woman? Now here in Chiang Mai, of course, most water comes through uh, pipes and into sinks and faucets and so on. But if you go out into the countryside, of course, people don't have that, and so they have to go get water. And usually they want to place their houses where there's a good source of water nearby, so they don't have to go far. Well, it was no different here in Sikar. They had a well. But when is it that most people, usually women, go to get water? They do it first thing in the morning, don't they? And there are several reasons for that. Very practical reasons. One, they need water to have in the house for all day for cooking and for other uses. Two, they might want to go to where the water is and do laundry to wash. And so they want to allow enough time for the clothes to dry during the day. And third, the morning is the coolest time. So if you're going to have to carry water back to your house, you want to do it when it's not so hot and the sun is not so bright. So, and what I have observed in many places around the world is that when the women go get water in the morning, that is also time for talking and conversing and socializing, sharing gossip. So it is a very social occasion. But here we have this woman who is coming to the well at noon and in the middle of the day. It was not a good time to go to the well. And we might first think, well, maybe she ran out of water and so she needed to come back and get some more. So this is a possibility, but we learn later that this is not true. So the woman comes to the well. And Jesus is there. 
And Jesus looks at the woman and says, "Please, just give me a drink." And there are two things that are happening here that make this a remarkable request. The first thing, and this is what John explains, is that the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And so Jesus should not be asking this woman for a drink. The second thing is, is that Jesus is actually obligating himself to her. He is putting himself in a somewhat vulnerable position. Because, because the woman could say, no, get your own water. But the woman's first response is, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? And actually there's a third reason, which I just remembered, is that because it was between a man and a woman, Jesus also, um, by talking to her, she might think that he has other ideas. But we know that Jesus doesn't have those ideas. Okay. But Jesus gives a very interesting response to the woman after she says to him that how is it you being a Jew asked for water from me um, because um, you're a Jew and you don't have any, shouldn't have any dealings with me. Jesus has something very important here. He says if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. That's kind of an unusual response, don't you think? But what we have here is the woman then saying, but how is it that you can give me this water because you don't have anything to draw with? And um, she, she um, also is just thinking about real water at this point. And then she says something very interesting. She says, you know, probably in this tone of voice, are you, who do you think you are? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well to drink? And, and what she was referring to is of course Jacob from the Old Testament who was the father of the 12 tribes of Israel so this makes it a very special place and, um, but Jesus goes on to say, everyone who drinks from this water from the well of Jacob, 
ผู้ผู้ใดที่ดื่มจากน้ําของบ่อน้ํานี้นะครับซึ่งเป็นน้ำบ่อน้ําแห่งยาโคบนั้นก็จะหิวกระหายอีก We'll get thirsty again. ก็จะหิวน้ําอีก And really, what Jesus is saying here is that because of the old law, because of the old covenant, that is not enough in order to have water that wells up to eternal life. สิ่งที่พระเยซูพูดกำลังพูดจริงๆคืออันนี้พระบัญญัติเดิมนะครับไม่สามารถที่จะให้น้ำที่ทำให้เราไม่กระหายน้ำอีกแล้ว What Jesus is beginning to do is that he is reveal, beginning to reveal himself to the woman in terms of who he is. พระเยซูกำลังเปิดเผยตัวพระองค์เองให้กับผู้หญิงคนนี้ And what and also what will be accomplished through him. แล้วก็สิ่งที่พระเยซูจะทำให้สำเร็จผ่านชีวิตของพระองค์เอง So because he does say the water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. ว่าน้ำที่พระเยซูจะให้นั้นนะครับก็จะเป็นน้ำพุที่เกิดขึ้นภายในตัวจะ Water that will satisfy the spiritual thirst that everyone has. ซึ่งเป็นน้ำที่ทำให้พวกเราทุกคนนะครับจะหายการการหิวน้ำชีวิตนิรัน Because there is a very important point here. มีประเด็นที่สำคัญ We read in the beginning of the Bible in the in the in the book of Genesis. เมื่อเราอ่านหนังสือประถมกาลตั้งแต่ต้น That when God created man and woman, He made us in His image. เมื่อพระเจ้าสร้างมนุษย์นะครับชายกับหญิงนั้นสร้างตามพระฉายาของพระองค์ And by being made in the image of God, that means that we were created to have a close, personal, and intimate relationship with Him. ถ้าถูกสร้างตามพระฉายาของพระองค์หมายความว่านะครับเราจะมีชีวิตโดยการมีความสัมพันธ์กับพระเจ้า But because of our behavior and because we live lives that put us very far away from God, แต่เนื่องจากพฤติกรรมของมนุษย์นั้นนะครับทำให้เราห่างจากพระเจ้า We might not know that God wants to have this close personal relationship with us. เราก็ไม่รู้ว่าพระเจ้าต้องการมีความสัมพันธ์อย่างใกล้ชิดกับพวกเรา But we do have that spiritual yearning. We want to be spiritual. We want somehow to be made whole. แต่เนื่องจากเราเป็นผู้ที่ถูกสร้างตามพระชายาภายในเราก็จะมีการกระหาย We actually, someone has said that we have a God-shaped hole that needs to be filled. บางคนบอกว่าในชีวิตเรานะครับจะมีช่องโหว่อันหนึ่งที่มีแต่พระเจ้าที่ทำให้เต็มได้ This is what Jesus is referring to. นี่แหละที่พระเยซูกำลังตรัส But this is all new for the woman. จริงๆความคิดเหล่านี้เป็นเรื่องใหม่มากสำหรับผู้หญิงคนนี้ She says, "Give me this water, sir, so that I do not know, so I no longer have to come here to this well to drink." เขาบอกว่าขอขอน้ำนี้นะฮะแล้วดิฉันจะไม่ต้องกลับมาตักน้ำอยู่เรื่อยๆ So that I will never be thirsty again. แล้วไม่จะไม่ต้องหิวน้ำอีกแล้ว What she was imagining was that maybe there was a way that she would never have to get water again. Why? เขากำลังจินตนาการนะครับหรือกำลังคิดว่าจะไม่ต้องมากลับมาที่ตที่นี่ตักน้ำอีกทำไมครับ Remember that she's coming to the well in the middle of the day จำได้ไหมครับเขามาตักน้ำช่วงเที่ยง It is very possible that she comes to the well in the middle of the day because she doesn't want to meet anyone เป็นไปได้ที่เขามาช่วงเที่ยงเพราะไม่อยากเจอใคร She needs to do this herself เขาต้องทำคนเดียว And it is still might be an embarrassing and shameful thing for her to do. So, and remember that um, where she is in Samaria is that they have very long periods of drought. 
ในแคว้นซามาเรียจริงๆเป็นแคว้นที่เกิดการดันน้ำบ่อยๆ and maybe she what she was thinking is that maybe somehow in her house there would be water there แล้วเขาก็คิดว่าหลังจากขอจากพระเยซูคริสในบ้านของตัวเองก็จะมีน้ำพุกนะพุกตลอดเวลาบ่ะ Now there's a very interesting story that um, involves the an early king of Arabia. It might have been King Ibn Saud, who is the father of the of the Saudi Arabian family. And this was probably about 100 or 110 years ago. And the king took a visit to London. And of course, when he traveled, he traveled with a large group of people. And he probably stayed in one of the best hotels in London, maybe the Dorchester or something like that. And as he was being shown around the suite of rooms that he had in the hotel. แล้วขณะที่ผู้จัดการก็ตำพานะครับดูสิ่งต่างๆที่อยู่ในโรงแรม The manager of the hotel showed him the bathroom ผู้จัดการก็แนะนำนะครับห้องน้ำในโรงแรม Now what do we know about Arabia อาราเบียเรารู้ว่าอย่างเป็นยังไง It's where the Arabian desert is ซึ่งเป็นทะเลทรายใช่ไหม It's mostly sand and desert with very, very little rain. I have flown over Saudi Arabia, and all you see is sand and more sand and more sand. Occasionally, there might be an oasis that has water, which is very important. And the Arabians were nomadic people. แล้วชาวอาหรับอาหรับนี้นะฮะก็จะเป็นคนที่ย้ายไปอยู่เรื่อยร่ร่นไปเรื่อยเรื่อย Because they had to take their families to where the water was เพราะต้องย้ายไปที่อื่นนะฮะเพื่อที่จะหาแหล่งน้ำ And they lived in tents แล้วเขาก็พักอยู่ในเต็นท์ And um, so of course they would not have any water immediately available to them right inside their tent แน่นอนนะครับที่จุดที่เขาตั้งเต็นท์จะไม่มีน้ำ So the manager shows the king the sink In the bathroom, ผู้จัดการก็ให้กษัตริย์องค์นี้นะฮะได้เห็นอ่างอาบน้ำ And he turns it on, and water comes out. เปิดก๊อกน้ำนะฮะน้ำก็ไหลออกมา And the king had never seen anything like this. กษัตริย์ไม่เคยเห็น He was amazed. เขารู้สึกทึ่งใจมาก And he said, "I must have this marvelous item." โอ้ต้องมีต้องมีอ่างน้ำนี้ How much does it cost? I will buy it from you. เท่าไหร่เท่าไหร่อยากจะซื้อ And the thing is, is that if if you are the king of Arabia and you are in a hotel, a very good English hotel, if you want to buy something, they will sell it to you. They might even just give it to you. Because what the customer wants, the customer gets. And so the sink was removed from the bathroom when the king was finished with it. Put in a wooden crate and shipped all the way back to the desert of Arabia. And there was the king inside his big tent. In front of a lot of people was sitting the sink right here. And he's, 
And he says to all the people, watch and see this wonderful thing that I found in England. It is really miraculous. And he walks over and he turns on the faucet. And nothing comes out. It's a complete and total failure. <laughs> but what it does show is how important water is, especially in a dry country. So you can see that there is a certain probably amount of desperation in the, for the Samaritan woman. Now what we know about Jesus in the Gospels is that sometimes if somebody speaks to him, what he says back to them is not what you would expect. So when the woman says, you know, give me this water so that I no longer have to come to the well when I am thirsty to drink, um, Jesus says, fine, go get your husband and I will tell you. เอ่อผู้หญิงคนนี้ขอน้ําที่เขาจะไม่ต้องมากลับมาตักน้ํานะฮะเอ่ออยู่ดีๆพระเยซูคริสต์ก็บอกว่าเอ่อไปเรียก
awkward situation. อ่านอกจากเปลี่ยนเรื่องแล้วบางคนก็ใช้วิธีนะครับพูดบางอย่างที่ชมอีกฝ่ายหนึ่งเพื่อเขาจะไปหลงกับตัวเองแล้วไม
It means that the Father is looking for you. The Father is looking for me. And so it is his desire that we be in relationship with him to worship him. And if it is his desire that he will make it possible, he will make it happen. The woman then says to Jesus, and I think that, you know, here she's not thinking about changing the subject. I think she is genuinely moved by what Jesus has said. She says something that has, was very much a part of her, of her belief at that moment. She says that when the Messiah comes, he will reveal all things to us. And Jesus says something very important. He says, I am he who is speaking to you. Jesus reveals himself as the Messiah to the woman at this moment. He tells her that she, he is the fulfillment of all that she has been hoping for and longing for. And the language he uses is very similar to the language that God uses all the way back in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus. When God is speaking to Moses through the burning bush, when God, yeah, when God is calling Moses to go back into Egypt to free the Jewish people who were slaves there, Moses wants to know God's name. Uh, and God reveals his sacred name to Moses. Which usually is translated, I am who I am. So when Jesus says, I am he who is speaking to you, he is echoing what God said to Moses, I am. So not only is he the Messiah, not only is he the anointed one, but he is also saying that I am God. What happens next? This is not in our reading, but... Um, the woman then goes running back into the village. And she says to them, Come, see the man who told me everything that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Is this not the Messiah? Come see the man who has told me everything I ever did. Now 
Do you have something in your life that still is giving you shame? Where you feel that maybe you have dishonored someone or you have shared you have this dishonor. Shame is a very real thing. We feel very badly about ourselves. And maybe what we have in our life is so shameful we don't want to talk about it with anybody. We want to keep it hidden. We want to keep it buried. Well, Jesus doesn't want us to have that. And we can see that through the example of the woman. Because she says, come see the man who's told me everything that I ever did. Remember what Jesus told her, you have had five husbands and the man you're living with is not your husband. She who was so so ashamed, she did not want to go meet anyone in the village. She who was so ashamed that she had to come to the well to get water when no one else was there, so she wouldn't have to interact with them. And maybe she, on a regular day, when she was carrying her water back to her house, would have to endure the stairs and maybe even the comments of the people in the village as she walked by. There goes that woman, there goes that dirty one. Because not only was she a Samaritan, not only was she a woman, but also she was a fallen woman, and so she was at the very bottom of the social strata. And now she announces to everyone in the village, come meet the man who's told me everything that I have ever done. By meeting Jesus and by seeing him as the Messiah, by seeing him as the Son of God, that shame has been removed from her. She, through Jesus, has been given victory over that shame. And so remarkable was her change that other people in the village wanted to go out to the well to meet with Jesus. Because they say, what happened to this woman? And, and so they went out and meet Jesus. And they finally say, it is no longer because of what you said to the, they, they speak, the people, of, let me start over again. The people of the village say to the woman, it is not only what you said that we believe, but we have heard it for ourselves. That this indeed is the savior of the world. That 
For those of you who know Jesus, think back to the time when you first heard about him in a real way. Maybe somebody was sharing their testimony about how Jesus had changed and transformed their life. Or maybe it was a, a sermon or a teaching about how Jesus' death on the cross it gives us the forgiveness of our sins. And that Jesus' resurrection from the dead is a, is shows us that we shall also share in that same resurrection and have eternal life. That death has no dominion over us, that death has no rule over us. So it was what somebody else was saying. And it made sense. And it was, yes, this is, I want to meet Jesus. And so you meet Jesus, don't you? And now you know it is not just because of the testimony of that one person or because of that message of who Jesus is, but you know that this is for certain because you now know Jesus personally. And and you have seen how he has changed your life. You see how he has transformed your life. You see how he has filled that spiritual hole, that spiritual thirst that you have had. And not only that, through the Holy Spirit, you've experienced that bubbling up of, it is, of, of, of that spirit that goes far greater than you ever expected. But maybe you are hearing this message for the first time um, in a way that makes you want to have this. Maybe you are like this Samaritan woman who um, wants to be released from any shame that you are feeling. Now is the time that you can meet Jesus. And what I'd like you to do when you meet Jesus just by asking him into your life. And if you already know Jesus, this is something that you can share with somebody else. Through your testimony, you can let people know about Jesus. Don't think you need to be theologically trained or educated. Remember the Samaritan woman had only known Jesus for a few minutes. But by her testimony, she brought other people to the Lord. And maybe you will have the opportunity to be able to lead another person through this same prayer. So I will pray this prayer, and at the end, 
if you agree to it, then just say Amen out loud. That's all you have to say. อยากจะได้รับสิ่งที่เห็นด้วยกับคำอธิษฐานของของผมนะฮะท่านก็แค่พูดอาเมน It means that I do want to meet Jesus now ว่าข้าพเจ้าต้องการที่จะพบพระเยซูคริสต์วันนี้ I do want to receive this gift of eternal life อยากจะรับชีวิตนิรันดร์นี้วันนี้ And I want to be released from the shame that I am feeling ต้องต้องการได้รับคำปลดปล่อยจากความอับอายวันนี้ so I will pray it first through just so you know what the prayer is and then we will pray it for real. อ่าพระเจ้าจะอธิษฐานก่อนนะครับเพื่อท่านทั้งหลายรู้เนื้อหาของคําอธิษฐานนี้. I might not say it exactly the same way two times because I'm doing it from memory but um, it will be close enough. หลังจากนั้นก็จะอธิษฐานซ้ําอีกครั้งหนึ่งนะครับ. It goes this way. Lord Jesus, I come before you as one who is separate from you, far from you. And I know that there are things in my life that give me shame and have not honored you. And what I'm asking for you right now is for your forgiveness. And I am asking you to become my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your life-giving spirit. Come into my life. Lead me day by day. So be my Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay. So that's the rehearsal prayer. But let's pray that for real right now. Okay. Okay. Lord Jesus. I come before you right now. Knowing that I am very far from you and that I have separated myself from you. I ask that I, or I have feel shame for the things that I have done and I have not honored you. And now Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for you to come into my life. I ask to meet you. And Lord, I ask that you become my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your life-giving spirit. Fill that hole that only you can fill. Satisfy the spiritual thirst that only you can satisfy. And Lord, may I follow you from this time and forever. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. There was a friend of mine, and then I will close with this because we've gone on maybe a little bit too long, but this is a short story. 
There was a friend of mine who um, went through a terrible divorce. She had two small children, two boys. Who were about seven years old and five years old at the time. And their father was an alcoholic. And when he drank, he would get very angry and even violent. So for her own safety and for the safety of her two boys, she received a divorce. And a friend of both of ours who had just been ordained went to this woman's house and talked to her about Jesus. And he asked her, is this something that you want right now? Would you like to receive Jesus in your heart? And she said she was very interested, but she wanted to think about it for a while. So later that evening, she was lying in bed in the dark, staring up into the darkness of her bedroom, and she felt really compelled to pray that prayer. And she prayed that Jesus would come into her life. And then she said she pulled the covers, the sheet over her head because she didn't know what was going to happen next. She she didn't know whether the heavens were going to open up and angels would start blowing trumpets. And she said eventually she fell asleep. The next morning she woke up and she wasn't thinking very much about what she did the night before. And she walked into town and went into a shop. And it was a shop that sold magazines and newspapers. And on the shelf was a Playboy magazine. Playboy magazine is a magazine that specializes in photographs of women without any clothes. And so here was this woman who was very scantily dressed on the cover of this magazine. And my friend looked at the magazine and she was offended by it. And she thought, why do they have to have pictures like that in full view for children to see? Then she stopped. And she thought. And she remembered the prayer that she gave the night before. And she thought, something must have happened to me last night. Because in the past, she would look at a picture of a woman like that and think, why can't I look like that woman? Why can't I be so sexy as that woman on the cover of the magazine? But now she was offended by it. 
and she realized that God had answered her prayer and that God was already beginning to work in her. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, just trust that God is beginning his work in you. And keep coming here to church on Sunday morning and getting involved in the activities of the church. Because you need to learn more and more of what the word of God is. Okay, but we need to stop. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a little long. But I mean, okay. Amen. Amen. You have worship.